SohoRadioLondon.com
Hello and welcome to Roaring Twenties Radio on Soho Radio. My name's Emma Rose and I'm introducing the show today. Uh, this month for June, we are going to bring you some amazing pre-recorded highlights of what we've been up to this month. You're going to hear an interview with Sam Moore from me. You're going to hear Matt's Poetry Roundup and to round off the show, we're going to have Selena's event at the Cockpit Theatre. Um, that was the Pet Shop Boys, and now you're going to hear Kate Bush with Cloud Busting. I still dream of organon. I wake up crying, you're making rain, and you're just in
You're listening to Roaring Twenties Radio on Soho Radio, your monthly show for art, culture, books, poetry and activism. My name is Matt Abbott and I'm going to give you a roundup from the world of poetry and spoken word. Now usually I do events, releases and content. This month I'm just going to do events and releases but to make up for it I've done a bumper events roundup so I've got 10 in total from around the UK. So we're going to start off tonight up in Edinburgh at the Scottish Storytelling Centre. It's one of the Bad Betty Live tour dates and they're producing it in partnership with Loud Poets. You can see Molly Naylor, Shane Newsom James and Gil Gray Crosby and Open Mike. It is £10 and it's at the Scottish Storytelling Centre. So that is tonight in Edinburgh if you're able to get there. A week from today, Saturday the 9th of July in Liverpool, I'm producing a Livewire event as part of a Lovely Poetry Festival. So a Lovely Poetry Festival is brand new. The lineup is Zena Edwards, Tony Walsh, Casey Bailey and Amina Atik, with Kevin P. Gilday on hosting duties and Roy doing a DJ set. It's at Everyman Playhouse in the main space. Tickets cost between £10 and £15. So that is in Liverpool a week from today, Saturday the 9th of July. Tuesday the 12th of July in Birmingham, Verve Poetry Night has just launched. So we have Joelle Taylor, Siley Katebi, Jemima Hughes, Ryan Sinclair, plus Sam J. Grudgings on hosting duties. That's at the Glee Club and tickets are only £5. So that's Tuesday the 12th of July in Birmingham. Wednesday the 13th of July in Bristol, another Bad Betty Live tour date. This is in partnership with Raise the Bar. You can see Molly Naylor again, Vanessa Casuli, Bayega Odabanjo and Shireen Moriyama. That's a strange brew and tickets are either £8 or £6. So it's Wednesday the 13th of July in Bristol. Thursday the 14th of July in London, Bad Betty again. This is their fifth birthday event on their tour. So again, Molly Naylor, Shireen Murayama, Boyega Odabanjo, with Amy Aker on hosting duties, as well as Jake Wild Hall. It's at St John the Baptist Church in Hoxton. Tickets are £10 and they are selling quickly, so make sure you get on that. Another London date for you. Wednesday the 20th of July, Apples and Snakes present Jordans. So this month it's Chica Jones, Nafisa Hamid and Gecko perform, uh, performing some music. That's at Rich Mix in Shoreditch. It's pay what you can with tickets ranging between three and £10. That's Jordans in London on Wednesday the 20th. Uh, Latitude Festival, Thursday the 21st to Sunday the 24th, Latitude over in Suffolk, you can see the likes of John Hegley, Francesca Beard, Hussein Manaway and Eleanor Penny on the poetry stage, so if you are going to Latitude, make sure you spend some time in the poetry tent, it's amazing, always. Friday the 22nd of July in Belfast, an afternoon with Michael Peterson and Holly McNish, that's at Waterstones, tickets are 14 99 and include a copy of Michael's latest book, Boyfriends, so it's Friday the 22nd of July in Belfast. Saturday the 23rd of July in Leeds, uh, Nims and Thugs My Night presents Tub Thumping. So this is our fourth instalment of Tub Thumping. We have Joel Taylor and Jonathan Kinsman, plus the showcase section with myself and Maria Ferguson hosting. It's at the Constitutional in Farsley. Tickets are a tenner and they're on sale now. And then finally, last but not least, Thursday the 28th of July in London, Outspoken Live, Luke Kennard, Lorraine Mariner, Candice Shaban Walker plus live music. That's at the South Bank Centre in the Purcell Room and tickets are a tenner. So Thursday the 28th of July in London, Outspoken Live. Whew. Make sure you get to at least one of those if you can. Um, I've tried to pick a good range from around the country and they all sound absolutely wonderful. So on to releases. Uh, the first pick is Emily Harrison, Grief Stitches. That is a pamphlet that's just been released by Makina Books. It came out this Thursday, just gone. Uh, that is £8. In Grief Stitches, Emily Harrison has created a remarkable series of poems that exist in a continual state of suspension. Throughout, there is an uncanny sense of almost, almost understanding, almost recovering from, almost suffocating, almost free. 
These poems crackle with vividity as much as they shift, challenging us to consider the speaker's weighted existence as they navigate between recovery and survival, charm and approval. Here, Swindon's uneven landscape is, a, is scored with foam boxes and sugar, the ground slowly thickening around each chaotic detail with moments of calm and domestic comfort. From addiction and abuse to actualising a selfhood, this exciting and original poetic inquiry deftly explores the possibilities of a life where everyday suffering is replaced with small luxuries and a power greater than oneself. So that is Grief Stitches by Emily Harrison, out now. If you go to the Burning Eye Books website, you can get a spring bundle. So this is all of the books that they published, uh, the pamphlets that they published between March and May. It's £30. Uh, you can get Chosen Family by Ibizo Lamy. Good Listeners by Pascal Vine, Kinsey Scale for the Emotionally Fragile Queer by B.B. June, and Life Goals of the Millennials or The Commune Manifesto by Ross McFarlane. Uh, to order those, use the discount code SPRING at the checkout for free postage. So that is the Spring Bundle for £30 from Burning Eye Books. Brilliant. On Outspoken Press, uh, Muakang Limbu's uh, collection, Mother of Flip Flops, is out on the 14th of July, so you can pre-order that now for £8. So Muakang Limbu's reputation as a key voice in a new generation of poets has been gathering momentum across a number of years, and its brilliance is captured here in his debut publication. Mother of Flip Flops is a queering of migrant experience, a love song to the mother, a celebration and questioning of herself. Defiant and shifting, these poems articulate a unique coming of age and what it means to do so with a heightened exchange of empathy. So that is Muakang Limbu with Mother of Flip Flops out on Outspoken on 14th of July. Uh, Peter Reynard's uh, collection Manland is out on Nine Arches Press on the 21st of July. That is 9.99. Peter Reynard's Manland is a bold, brilliant and outspoken new collection of poems that scrutinise men and manhood, mental health, working class lives and disability. Allowed and alive with music, wit, anger and rebellion, this is an accomplished, politically aware and vital book. Reynard is a skilled observer, and these razor-sharp poems document parenthood through the lens of a stay-at-home dad, attempting to tell the truth about men and depression, study our cultural, social and medical relationships with drugs and drug-taking, and lay bare the realities of life at the sharpest edges of society. By turns, frank, painful and bleakly funny, this humane and brilliant book encompasses pride and prejudices, the bonds between lads and dads, the toxic pressures of masculinity and the way illness and poverty irrevocably shape lives. Uh, that is Peter Reynard's Manland, which is out on Nine Arches Press on the 21st of July. And finally, Elizabeth McGowan's Cockroach is out on Verve Poetry Press on the 22nd of July. That is also 9.99. Cockroach is a memoir. Cockroach is a tale of survival. Cockroach is a creature fundamentally changed by experiences of bullying, which hone hair-trigger sensitivities and maladaptive instincts. Cockroach looks back on formative moments of socialisation and instances of missed communication via the lens of learning about neurodivergence, pinpointing turning points and celebrating a lifelong fascination with the other in fiction, as well as the self. If you are other, who are your role models? Where do you find solace and belonging? Using examples from horror cinema, interwoven through poetry and prose tackling disability and loneliness, Cockroach maps a life. So that is my roundup for this month. I'm going to leave you with a track. I hope you've enjoyed that. Make sure you check them out. Continue to support independent poets, uh, independent poetry presses and poetry promoters at events and bookshops around the UK. And I shall be back next month with another roundup. Cheers.
getting bored Cause judging by the basics Y'all already comfortable Stuck up in the matrix Shit is basic Patch credentials But understand your favorite rapper Peep my gold potential I'm out of shame Been passive Trying to fit a circle Cause I don't know how to act shit Half of y'all was steady insecure Don't try to backflip Just because the seasoning and flow's already active Only four years Fantastic Young veteran New classic Nah, knock the walls off Fuck the whole key We gon' hinge the whole door off I'm still AD Never forget it It's life after death Roll the credits Credit my mega, take a trip to see Jamaica. Molly spirit with the vapor back design. That's the nature. Africa, the new America. I hope I run this permanent. And this I put my pen in it. Got my land and my permit with it. Bone on my bone, flesh off my flesh. Waitness in me, you can't make me feel less. Less hold, I'm not impressed. Best smoke on my afro like an empress. Wait, say I'm in. In all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, say I'm in. In all states I'm in. I might find a form. In my melanin, wait, say I'm in. In all states I'm in. I might find a form. In my melanin, wait, say I'm in. In all states I'm in. I might find a form. In my melanin. What they started and we made it Wait, say I'm in In all states I'm in I might find a form In my melanin Wait, say I'm in In all states I'm in I might find a form In my melanin Wait, say I'm in In all states I'm in I might find a form In my melanin Wait, say I'm in In all states I'm in I might find a form In my melanin
ball tonight. This is Matt Abbott on Roaring Twenties Radio. I've selected a poem this month by Boyega on a banjo because he is on the Bad Betty live tour, which I've promoted quite a lot this month. Uh, this is a poem from the Roundhouse Slam in 2019. It is called All the Words That Rhyme With Dead by Boyega on a banjo. All the words that rhyme with dead. Dying, quiet, Jesus, holy, happy, easy, Forgetting, forgotten, Stephen, Sandra, Nipsey, Auntie, tired, bled and bleeding, I will die in London, in the neighbourhood I grew up in, outside the town hall on my high street. I will have been stabbed and my killer will look just like me, so no one will look for him. My body will remain dead in daylight for hours until the sky turns more blick than blue. On the news, I will be smiling. I will be as handsome as I have ever been. Today, a young man has died. They will say today, a young man has died. Today, it will be a Friday. A young man has died young, oh so terribly young. I will die again three days later. When I hand myself in, no one will believe it because I will look just like me. I will look like I have died oh so many times already. I will be survived by myself and the many times that I still have to die.
Christian society. God save the old duck, for the bill and variety. We are the desperate band, appreciation society. God save strawberry jam, with all the different varieties. Serving the old ways from being abused. Protecting the new ways for me and for you. What more can we do? playwright and poet Sam Moore. Sam's book All My Teachers Died of AIDS came out in 2020 and their new book The Long Live the New Flesh is out now so with no further ado here's Sam. Hello and welcome to the show Sam Moore. How are you doing today? I'm good I'm good thank you for having me. Oh it's my pleasure it's my pleasure I'm so glad that you could come on. I know you're very busy. Um, I wanted to start by asking, you're a writer, and uh, mm-hmm. but you have a very varied practice. Um, so what different types of writing do you do? Um, so my kind of, my day-to-day work is, is freelance work. So exhibition reviews, interviews, essays. And when it comes to the books the first one um all my teachers died of aids which came out at the end of 2020 um i wrote thinking it was kind of a narrative poem and then it came out and everyone said to me so you've written this essay collection so it exists in this kind of space in between different types of practice and the new book uh long live the new flesh is like that as well because it's it's structured more like a poetry collection, but it's very 
it engages with criticism and pop culture um, in a way where I think you could draw something of a line between like the freelancing and the first book and, and the new book where a lot of it is about finding the intersections between like culture and how we define ourselves, what identity labels mean and also what it means to change them and to view yourself differently. Yeah, I'm getting a sense that you feel like it's good not to define the practice when you're trying to work with ideas like that. Would you say that's right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I find um, with, with a practice that often too rigid a definition can be a bit of a limitation and you can kind of box yourself in and think, well, I've said that this work is a poem or an essay and therefore it needs to stick to being one or the other and I've found it's a lot more fun and rewarding for me to kind of allow for that in between transitional space okay and then um you do I know that you do other types of writing as well like you do criticism art criticism and Mm -hmm. some journalism and you've written some plays that's correct isn't it yeah yeah Yeah, I did some plays when I was doing my masters and I really miss doing plays because obviously um for the last few years they've not really been available since 2020 so I'm I'm really hoping to get back in a theatre soon as well and it says theatre seems quite exciting at the moment as quite there seems to be a movement of younger playwrights doing more challenging stuff and um, I think it's quite an exciting scene to be stepping into. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think it's a good time to try and get back into doing it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I wanted to ask you as well about your first book, All My Teachers Died of AIDS. It came out on Pilot mm-hmm. Press, in, as you said, in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, yeah. and I um, wondered what the process of writing that book was like for you, because did you write it mostly in lockdown? Um, so I was first first working on it in 2019 and it was uh I'd not been in London I'd not been in London very long but I was going to a lot of like readings and book launches and stuff that seemed very interesting to me and there was a real big kind of a a movement of queer writing that I found really interesting and that ended up being a big point of inspiration for both the form of the book and kind of the idea of it and this engaging with with like the legacy of queer culture and politics and then most of it I like I said right in 2019 but um I was then talking to Richard Porter about publishing it around 2020 and then we kind of ended up wondering, is now the best or the worst time to bring out a book about a pandemic? And it it turned out, I think, to everybody's surprise to come out at the right time and people were and continue to be very generous about that. Yeah, Um, people were, it got a massive, really, really big positive reception. I'm just saying that was not something you were expecting. Um, Not in the sense that I think like, yeah, but like, not in the sense of being too self-critical I I think there was just kind of a moment of concern when the book came out that it it might not land 
in the way that we wanted it to. But I, I think one, one of the reasons it did manage to do so well is because like it's a book about community and solidarity and healing. And that I think was and still is something that resonated with people when it came out. And so it was able to get a, a really good reception and like it, it has like a good life now. It's, it's still being like printed and people are still buying it. <laughs> which That's is great because there's always <laughs> there was always that concern especially because of when it came out that it would end up being a bit of a a blip which fortunately didn't happen and I'm, I'm really grateful to Richard in particular for that because he's continues to really do so much for that book which um which is really great it's exciting it's really nice and um you know your new collection would you you say it's not a collection or it's more of a um, yeah, I, I, I think I would probably call this a poetry collection. Okay. In, like, in a structural, uh, from a structural perspective, but in terms of the form of it, it's slightly different because a lot of it is written, like, poetry, but, like, often the poems are, like, kind of little dispatches of cultural criticism. Like, a lot of the poems are responding directly to a thing in culture that I find interesting, that I think has something, like, to say about gender and representation. And so it's a poetry collection, but it's a poetry collection kind of by way of, of criticism. Oh, that's interesting. It's called Long Lives the New Flesh, and it's out on Polari Press. Yeah. Um, and it's out already isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. it came out at the beginning of June okay cool and um so I was wondering if you could read us a couple of um poems yeah I'd be happy to um I'm gonna read two um the, the book's divided into three sections um reality tv body horror and then the final section long live the new flash which is like a longer more interconnected like personal narrative section that is kind of like a Frankenstein's monster that stitches together the bits of the first two sections in a new way. Um, and since the first two sections are individual poems, I figure I'll read one from each section rather than throwing people into the middle of the end. Wonderful. And the first poem is called Islanders, and it's about among other things, Love Island, which I, in spite of myself, become obsessed with every year. <laughs> and yeah, this is Islanders. The first time I write, the first piece I write with this title is an essay on a 50-year-old porn film. My pitch calls it adult cinema, a way to make it sound legitimate. None of the moments from the film that stick with me are the kind I thought I'd find in porn or erotic film or adult cinema. When Casey rises from the sea, it's like something from Bond or Botticelli. All that possibility run ashore on a lonely island where the fire is going out. The new generation of islanders make the private public. Breakups, makeups, making out, fucking up and fucking each other. Captured by the ever-watchful eye that makes TV from their not-quite-reality. Their bodies, types, desires, all uniform. 
In 50 years, the wealth has changed, but the loneliness that follows islanders away from the camera is as constant as the tides. Desiring bodies they've seen online, on TV, defining themselves by a type on paper, having the same conversations about why they don't like certain kinds of women. I'm looking, writing across the decades, hoping to find a new uncommon language, one that's been kissed by more than just the sun. And the second one, uh, yeah, let's do this one, this one's fun, um, is about an 80s horror movie called The Fly, and I think it's a good one to do now because there's a new David Cronenberg film out later this year, which I'm very excited for, and, you know, if anyone wants to commission me to write about it, do it. And this poem is called David Cronenberg Said Trans Rights. The fly came out in 1986, and I'm 26 as I write down these lines, trying to understand who or what I am and who or what I'm becoming. I've spent most of the last year hearing he, him, and boy thrown offhand in my direction by people who don't know better and probably never will. The words sound like they're going through me to a version of myself that doesn't exist anymore if he ever did, to begin with. One of my closest friends refuses to acknowledge this version of myself, saying, just because you didn't know you weren't a guy back then doesn't mean you weren't. Writing about Maggie Nelson, a friend says they were too anxious to click I am a trans critic on a Sundance application simply because I felt insecure about what it means to be trans. The fly came out in 1986. I'm 26 as I repeat this statement, thinking about how different I am now, how much I've mutated since I first saw it at 16. I will no longer be afraid, be very afraid, about the idea of being a monster. Wonderful. Great poems there. Thank you so much. I'm curious, how did writing your second book compare to writing your first? Um, It was... It was really different because with the first book, it was very, it had like a through line and a a narrative and was like a concentrated kind of story in a sense. Whereas this being a collection, there was a lot more early drafting and writing a lot of stuff that didn't make the cut. Because I knew in like broad strokes of, it's going to be in these sections they're going to be about x y and z but then actually working out not only which individual poems i thought were good but which i thought were good and could kind of take the reader on a journey through all of these quite disparate like ideas and these very scattered points of reference so it's a different kind of challenge in that sense because it needs to work both as a series of individual poems and also as like as a whole book yeah wonderful wonderful well i've, I've had a sneak peek so i know <laughs> it's, yeah. a great book. it's a great book so congratulations thank you, thank you so much and do you have anything coming up you talked a little bit about your theater and i wondered if you have anything else or if it's just the focus is is um is long live the new flesh right now um 
So I'm hoping, oh, my producer will be mad at me for not knowing this detail off the top of my head, but I have written a one-person show uh, called So You Found Me, and it's a monologue about, like, coming out and dating online and, and bad relationships, and that is happening, I think, in October in a few venues kind of just outside of London. And I don't know how much I can say about this other slightly secretive project. Okay. Um, but I have another bigger project that's also in the works that might be being announced soon. Sorry if I have... That's fine. to be so cryptic. <laughs> but if people want to keep an eye on you and find out when you're allowed to announce what the details of this project might be, where can they yes. find you? Um, I am on um, Twitter and Instagram, and my Twitter handle is um, Sam underscore more 1994. I think that's right. And that's, um, and that's more M-O-O-R-E. Yes, yeah. and my... That is my Twitter handle, sweet, I got that right. Um, and my Instagram is sam.more94. Wonderful. And people can go there and find out more yeah, and, people and get can find, Yeah, people can find my stuff. I post links to my freelance work on there and anything I'm doing with the books or when we've got more info about the play and this new thing. All right, wonderful, brilliant. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining us, Sam. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you so much. It's been really great. Thanks again for having me. I appreciate it a lot. Oh, glad day to celebrate Neat the cloudless sky There's so sweet water pure Fields ripe with rye. Come on, come on, gather round. Discard your Sunday shoes. Come on now, on my land, be a jubilee. Come on, girl, come on, boy, be a jubilee. Oh my land, oh my good people, don't be shy.
our love in the future. We stand in the midst of fury and weariness. Who dreams of joy and radiance? Who dreams of war and sacrifice? Our vital realms are being squeezed, curtailing civil liberties. Recruit the dreams that sing to thee, that free the
Radio on Soho Radio. I'm Emma Rose, and you just heard Patty Smith's Jubilee and uh, Tell the King by Friends of the Show, The Libertines. Next up, we're going to have Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever with Talking Straits. This is sin. You're not talking straight. 
to Warring Twenties Radio on Soho Radio. You can find us on Instagram at Roaring Twenties 20S and on Twitter with the same handle. If you want to find out more about the show and about what we do, please look us up on there. Next up, we have some music from Phil Man from Uranus. <laughs> Thank you. 
head, going through your hair. Well, come on, roll with me till the sun goes down. Texas sun. Say you wanna hit the highway while the engine roars. Well, come on, roll with me till the sun goes down. to Roaring Twenties Radio on Soho Radio and that was Leon Bridges and the I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right but Kurang Bin um, amazing record Texas Sun um, this show you're listening to a pre-recorded show that we've put together with things that we've been up to in June later in the show you're going to hear a night that Selena organised at the Cockpit Theatre. Now we're going to have some more music for you. 
Next up, we're going to have, what should we play? What should we play? Let's have some Florence and the Machine. Let's have how big, how blue, how beautiful. Between a crucifix and a Hollywood sign, we decided to get hurt. Now there's a few things we have to burn. Set our hearts ablaze and every city was a gift. Skyline was like a kiss upon the lips And I was making you a wish In every skyline How big, how blue, how beautiful How big, how blue, how beautiful
radio and that was the space lady i had too much to dream last night so we all love the space lady
but that was Elastica with Blue and now we have a recorded broadcast of Selena's event at the Cockpit Theatre in June, Welcome to Newtopia. This is a live theatre event put together by Selena featuring, among others, Heidi James, Ollie Spleen and Kat Francois. Please sit back and enjoy this really special evening of theatre. Um, we hope you enjoy it. Sort of of death and history, sort of, um, is a poem called Perennial. Rosemary is a perennial herb or a perennial plant. I should know my parents were gardeners. Um, and this is a kind of poem about the processes of history that sort of weirdly happen to an individual. Um, it's a bit odd. But anyway, this is called Perennial. I once thought we had fought to become entitled to love and divorce, leave the parade, go home mindless. I was near senseless, forgetting what we'd inherited, lonely as a young one, desperate for men who wouldn't give me a second glance. That wasn't grief, lonely when I first in the night, half asleep with blitheness, possessing luxury. I was unafraid, too young to be a flower, blooming to spite a scythe. I survived, a nation forgot, I almost did too. One more Morning, I found rosemary growing where it oughtn't, cut down as weed, unthinking. I began finding broken eggshells in the recycling, slimy chicks, cold. A plague of locusts dogged my bathroom, the kitchen sink filled with blood. There was nothing white left. I lost my fingerprints, means of identification. Quitting to return with answers, I visited an occult store. The palmist could tell me nothing without lines to prompt her interpretation, a little history. She asked, I leave, smelling something unpleasant about me, rotten fruit cast out by grosser boys into unlit alleyways as I returned home, restless, greeted by my queer house's heady stink. The postman stopped delivering letters, people had stopped writing them. The dog messed the floor, gave out a sudden yelp as if struck. Rosemary sprouted about the windows, reclaiming my house in an act of remembering law, observed to the letter, memory and mourning, compulsive as forgetting a photo frame covered over by black lace, black lace observed day as rosemary shrouded, perhaps it was night, plucking out the visible, holding me in near darkness to impress the weight of a body, warranted life, calling itself lonely. Today I am not in the absence of a sexed body to mourn. There are plenty alive issuing summons. That's the last time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hope and dystopia are a difficult, difficult combo. Lots of dystopias don't have hope. I actually think hope is one of the most enduring human qualities that we have. Um, and it's not necessarily always a good thing. It's the, there's a reason why it's the last thing out of Pandora's box. But um, it's a beautiful thing too, and I'm grateful for it. This is a couple of days later. They've, uh, Chance's mum has swapped one of her earrings for, as a, well, she put it down as a deposit for a flat. And they're kind of getting a tour. And she used to live there when she was younger. She kind of lived there in um, these days. And she calls it her, like, she was at an art school. She calls it, yeah, her, her golden days, um, like Nan Golden. But, um, yeah, so they've just kind of, they've found a group of people drinking on Marine Drive, like on those, those shops that have kind of terraces above them. And, yeah, I'm only going to read a few more pages, just in two little sections. Um, Chance is still seven here. We were sitting on bare pallets, a little bit splintery on my legs, but other people had brought cushions and old pillows up to the terrace. 
They bought their own drinks too, drinks clustered in plastic bags in the middle of circles where a fire would be. Not too far away, there was a man drinking a four-pinter of whole milk. Next to him, a woman was using her dog as an armrest. On the street below, a kid cycled by with no air in his tyres. We could hear the sound of his rims from all the way up where we were. The sunset filled the whole sky. Gold clouds that looked like they'd been done with a mascara brush. It does bring me back, she said, looking at the label of her beer. Tiskies, Carpackies, the Margate Classics, anything over eight. Eight quid for one beer, JD said, walking away. Fucking hell, don't swear, she shouted after him. But it made her laugh. Not pounds, percent, alcohol content. Her eyes looked for JD as he emerged from the front door below and wandered off to do pull-ups on a bus stop. Ma looked at me and the light bounced back at me off her face. I wasn't clever like you, but I wasn't bad. She let out a burp through pursed lips. Feels so weird now to think that could be real life, becoming a painter. Should have seen my paintings, you'll find them funny. She smiled this smile that wasn't really a smile. I liked them though, they were good. I turned to face the setting sun and she stroked my face back to her. Never look at the sun, not right at it. It will mess with your eyes. She rested her hand on my hair and said, better you had me when you did. You had me. We had each other, have each other. She got distracted for a second by a man across the terrace looking at her. She smiled at him, then mouthed the word, what? All have each other, she finished. Her eyes floated back to where JD was, sitting on the bus stop roof now, blowing into a pool of green water that had collected in a dip. It's gorgeous, isn't it, she said after that. Look at all the angles of the lighthouse, like a tower of 50 peas stacked up. She reached for my hand. Do you like it here? I looked at the lighthouse and up at the sky above my brother. The sun that night was a perfect coin as it slotted down into the sea. And way on the other side, the moon was a small white freckle. I nodded. It seems stupid to say it, but I remember hope feeling like glitter. Tiny, small pieces, but so much of it, each one catching different bits of light. Um, Okay, I'm gonna finish off with a tiny little something. This is, in my play about Caribbean soldiers in the First World War, um, there's, when I say a character, there's a, a character in there called Dusu, and she, it's that loss, it's that death, it's that loss. She knows, well, she hasn't seen her partner for a year. Like what happens when you're waiting? And she was vexed when he went. Yeah, she did not want him to go and he went. So she's not impressed, but it's been a year now. And that grief and that loss and that worry is starting to sit in. Dear Liza, I hope this letter find you well. Teresa getting so big now, you would hardly even recognize her. I just take her to see your mother and your father every single day. Oh gosh, why can't I write this? Dear Liza, how are you? Teresa and I really, really miss you. Oh gosh, oh gosh. I have to get this right. It's been almost a year since I've seen that man. And I want him to know that I miss him. 
and that I regret being so vexed on that fateful day. I want him to know that, yes, yes, I will marry him. I don't care what my papa say. I will marry him. I want him to know that I miss him. The way his fingers would run through my hair. And the way his hands would curl round my waist. I miss the touch, the feel, the smell of him. You know when you love somebody... You just can't get them out of your mind, mind, mind. Well, I dream of my Lazarus. I dream of my Lazarus. Morning, noon, and night. I wish this pen would run freely. I wish this pen would run freely and tell him how I really feel. That I'm waiting, 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 waiting for him to come home. That I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. With every ounce of my aching bone, I wish I could tell him what I'm telling you. I wish I could tell him what I'm telling you. That I'm waiting, 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 waiting for him to come home. That I'm waiting, 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 with every ounce of my aching bones. Before the lot of them, electric fire on, bowl of water to wash in, bathroom too cold to strip down. Get the breakfast on, porridge for the kids, bacon butty for den. Make him a cheese and pickle sandwich for his packing up, a boiled egg. See him off with a kiss and wish she could swap places with him just for a day, perhaps. Get him up, feed him, wash him, dress him. Get the older ones off to school. Get the little ones ready for shopping. Baby Josie in the pram, little cheeks flushed and grizzling with what with her cut in her teeth. And always, always hard to settle anyway. Vanessa, her reins tied to the pram because the little tomboy is always trying to pull away. And Gail, prettiest of the lot, but always wanting a cuddle, always needing something, perched on the pram, sucking her thumb. Off they go, down to the shops, getting her fruit and veg from Mr. Bailey, though his produce ain't half as good as her dad's. But there we are, can't odds it. Beggars can't be choosers. Pound of mints and some chops from the butcher, the miserable old sod. Milk powder, flour, eggs, lemon juice, tin spam and digestive biscuits from the corner shop and four yards of red gingham. Bias binding, thread and a tube of white buttons, 10 ounces of pink wool for the girls' summer dresses and cardies. Nice little chat with Peg who's got her own little lot now, all girls so far and as sweet natured as their mother with her curls too. But not too long because there's dinner to fetch and the washing to do and a tidy up before getting tea on and Den and the other kids getting in. 
There's the getting in and unpacking and putting away before feeding again. Bread and jam are doing, including herself, and leaving the baby in the pram for some air as she puts the others down for sleep. Cup of tea and a fag, then soaking her monthly rags in a bucket of water for the garden. A witch's trick, her dad always said. Boiling up the leftovers, fish bones, carrot tops, onion for stock, melting down corners of soap and making new tea leaves on the garden, just a corner of chocolate for a treat. Make it last, make it last, make do, hands that do, hands that keep busy, always know now, sister, daughter, mother, wife, a dabam before she's even out and nappies herself. All the knowing, all the knowing and wisdom, the habits and curses, superstitions and protections, charms and jinxes, crossing a baby's palm with silver, God bless, pulling the curtains on a storm, opening the front and back doors to let it through, mind you. Turning the mirrors aside, opening the window after a death to let the soul out without a scare. Don't cast the clout till May is out. Too much of anything is bad, even if it's good. Red sky at night, shepherd's delight, a morning in the morning. Keep yourself to yourself and never let them see that you hurt. If there's bad luck hanging about, sweep up a storm through the house and sweep out the bad from the back and the front doors. Knock the broom on the threshold three times and then mop the floor with rose water. That'll cure what ails you. Count the magpies, one for sorrow, two for joy, three for gold, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, and seven for a secret, never to be told. The rich are filthy and live like pigs if you let them. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, bless the bed that I lay on. Never lend what you can't afford to give. Mary Ann, bread and jam, marmalade and treacle. Bit for you, bit for me and bit for all the people. Blessed is the fruit, how Mary, full of grace. A bit of azure, father, slap and tickle. Red brick, pebble dash, chicken wire, paving stones. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. Girls in green should never be seen. Red shoes, no knickers. Where there's muck, there's brass. Who does she think she is? The priest is no use, mealy mouth, dry old fucker. Pride comes before a fall. I speak as I find, and if you don't like it, you can fuck off. Peeling potatoes with the bowl between her legs, watching the kiddies playing, Josie chewing on a rusk, feeding the washing, heavy as a sack of puppies through the mangle, pegging it out and hoping it don't rain. Rolling out the pastry, trick to it is having cold hands. What's that they say? Cold hands, warm heart? Ice inside the windows and coats on top of blankets, hot water bottles ready, and eventually, oh, an electric blanket. Body aching, either the curse or a baby, bosom heavy with milk, nipples cracked and sore till they harden up, toughen, hands the same, heart the same, toughening, hardening, day in, day out, day in, day out. Thank you. So this is a little bit later on in the story and uh, Wolf's walking through East London. Wait, what was that? I feel as though someone is there, 
In fact, I feel sure I'm not alone. Suddenly it occurs to me it isn't my hangover walking with me, but someone. I'm not alone at all. Something. Somebody is with me. I stop walking and listen again. I turn my head and hear something, and it's like a buzzing, a vibration echoing back to me and itself. I put my hands out, some cold air, then, then something. Someone is there, something. Someone touches me, cold air on my cheek, their fingers. A small hand brushes my hand, slight light, the weight of a spider's web, there and not there. I stand dead still and try to look normal. And I nod my head as I'm having a normal thought. So nobody will see me holding hands with air or someone or something that is or isn't there. London is carrying on being London. That part is normal, nothing to see here. The traffic is being the traffic and the noise is the noise. But here I am by Bow Road tube station and I'm frozen to the spot holding hands with the wind and with a nothing that feels like it is here and it is everything. There's nothing to see, nobody there, but there is. Here she is. I know a lot of dead people now. I hear her voice for the first time. I know a lot of dead people now. I hear her voice. It's distinctive. A woman's voice. I've stopped laughing. I can hear her. It's, it's a woman speaking. So sure and so clear. My heart speeds up. Dum 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 dum. Thumping, banging in my chest. My ears are hot. I listen carefully, hoping to catch every word she says. Her voice is playing as though it is in invisible headphones. The tone, the song, the words. It is not me. It is all her. And then she starts again like a melody, like a poem. From the beginning, over and over again, she says... I know a lot of dead people now, and I know death is inevitable and necessary. Without death, you wouldn't live. Without knowing you die, this would be endless. That is why you need death. It is Mrs. Death. She is here. She speaks to me, only to me. She narrates as I walk. It is here and it is now. It is Christmas Eve and the world is looking up to the sky for Santa and it's snowing gently. Except it isn't snowing because this is real life and not a movie. And there is no Santa and there is no snow. There is just a still and starry night. This magic, this life and death and me. Mrs. Death and me. We walk hand in hand down Bow Road. And as we walk, it is as if Mrs. Death is my tour guide. She changes the lens on the way I see this present moment. The here, the now, this city, this universe.
was really something else wonderful stuff there from the cockpit theater on the 2nd of june um thank you selena for letting us play that out on the show right thank you for listening it's that time again when we have to say goodbye for another month um please tune back in we're going to take a little break for summer i think so it's going to be longer than a month this time but please tune back in in a couple of months to hear our updates on art, books, poetry, and our favourite music. And um, yeah, I look forward to rejoining you then. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we appreciate you. This is Roaring Twenties Radio on Soho Radio. Thank you. Thank you.